right? Good evening. We are attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. One more time. Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's the last time we're going to say it together for a couple of weeks. Everybody knows it's week 10 and finals week is next week, correct? Okay. So you're welcome to show up for chapel next week, but I won't be here. It's our privilege, it's our privilege to have Scotty Vaughn as the minister of the evening. Uh, he will introduce himself through his songs and through his stories, and so I'm not going to take a lot of time to do that. I want you to know that he's a brother in Christ. I also want you to know that he is one of your classmates. Um, God has called him here to prepare for ministry, and so he's in the process of making that happen. So I'm not going to spend any more time. Scotty, come on up, grab your guitar, and uh, say hello to us, all right? How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Man, it is awesome for me to be able to stand up here and do this. I sat out there in classes with, uh, with so many of you, and, and I have been so blessed to be here. I was talking to Dr. Like earlier, and to, it's really neat, although I'm now the, uh, my wife calls me the world's oldest living college boy. <laughs> it, uh, I, I have been in, in a lot of the freshman classes, and, and I have been with a whole lot of folks who have, have heard the call of God in their lives and have, have traveled from far away and have given up so much to respond to that call. And I just want to tell you, I have, I have been humbled, and I have been blessed to be here with you all. And I have been so encouraged by that. Some of you that are from this area may know that uh, a couple years ago, it's, uh, I was a late bloomer. I was 30 years old before I even found Jesus. So uh, it is a miracle that I'm even standing up here with you, that I'm even able to be a part of this. I know last night when, uh, when Dr. Tim Stearman was here, who's a dear, dear friend, and partially responsible for me being here. He's been a mentor and a help, and he said, you know that God is in control. And it's still, uh, I know that, but I still have moments when, when I kind of get this picture up in heaven of God looking down and going, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, can, I can just see him calling, Gabriel, come here. Did you realize that Scotty was in Bible college? I did not see this coming. <laughs> I had no clue. And, uh, and I feel that way sometimes. It feels just a little bit surreal that, that God is so awesome and he has worked in such a broken vessel as me. When, when we finally heard as, as the Colorado Rangers, which is the ministry that I'm a part of, uh, that, and we knew that God wanted us to step out because we kind of got brought to one of those Joshua moments where we were where we had to choose this day whom we will serve. And we prayed about it for a long time. And, and we decided finally, for once in our life, even though we were old guys, we were going to make a stand. We were going to do what God wanted us to do. And, and you know, we got filled up with uh, what, what unfortunately what turned out to be maybe some kind of self-righteous energy as we worked through that because we even the last months that we were there, we were like, man, you know, we're going out for God. We're gonna, this is an adventure yeah, and, and, and it has been an adventure, but you know that the first day 
January 1st of that year when we were not employed the same place that we'd been for 30 years. And, and we looked around at each other and, and we weren't a bunch of guys who were getting ready to go out into the ministry and doing all that. In that moment, as we looked at each other across the room, we were three old men in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what we expected to happen. You know, I don't, I don't know if you know the minute this other job's over, God is going to have angels come right in and say, "Come on, guys, fill out these forms. Here you go. We're going to take care of you from here on out." But uh, I started claiming several verses at that stage of the game, and one of them was Hebrews thirteen eight, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that was very appropriate, very comforting, and very encouraging to a bunch of old guys who finally were doing whatever we could to get into the center of God's will. And we had a, a neat friend, Dr. Dennis Hensley, that wrote a song for us called uh, Jesus is the Same as He Was Back Then. And that's kind of become a theme song. We've been able to go all over the world and teach people this song. And uh, since we usually get to, to sing and praise God together a little bit when we come to these chapels, I thought maybe I'd teach you this song if you guys would help me out with it. And uh, might encourage you as much as it's encouraged us. It's real easy. If you know the title, Jesus is the same as he was back then, that is most of the words. Right in the middle there, after you say that a couple times, we'll say, I still call him master. I still call him friend. And then Jesus is the same as he was back then. And it's, it's, it kind of goes like, Jesus is the same as he was back then. Jesus is the same as he was back then. I still call him master. I still call him friend. And Jesus is the same as he was back then. Whenever we come to that part, I'm going to ask you to help me out. Now, the other thing about old guys is we always have to have some serious help in areas where we're deficient. I'm not only old, I am a cowboy singer. So I have little or no rhythm. <laughs> so we're gonna, we're gonna get you to help me out with that first. We can kinda clap our hands. Let's just put our hands together a little bit. Oh man, even I can feel that. Jesus is the same as he was back then. Jesus is the same as he was back then. I still call him master, I still call him friend. And Jesus is the same as he was back then. I'll tell you a little something. Well, I heard about a man who could make the water still. Could take the empty heart and bring it to its fill. He was crucified to save me from my sin. Jesus is the same as he was back then. Here we go. Jesus is the same as he was back then. Jesus is the same as he was back then. I still call him master. I still call him friend. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is the same as he was back then. Very good. Well, I heard about a man who could bring the dead new life. Give the burning heart comforter and strife. He'd take a damaged soul and put it on a man. And Jesus is the same as he was back then. Jesus is the same as he was back then. Jesus is the same as he was back then. I still call him master. I still call him friend. Jesus is the same as he was back then. Very good.
Oh, thank you very much. You know, I love to laugh. And I think God loves it when we laugh with Him. And, and, and Nehemiah tells us that uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. How many of you all know that? You can claim that right directly into your heart. He speaks through that joy. I was talking to a doctor like tonight. You know, it's amazing how God has used that in my life. He has spoken through joy even long before I ever knew Him. We started claiming Proverbs 17:22 a long time ago. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries the bones. And when you're an old guy that's going back to school, you got to have a cheerful heart. You know, you don't want to have a, a thin, thin skin because, you know, it's hard to relate to some of the young people. I go around with my granddaughters. I'm, I'm an incorrigible grandparent. How many grandparents do we have in here? Best thing that ever happened to you? There's a special bundle of love in the corner of your heart that the Lord does not even open up until you become a grandparent. I heard a guy, there's a bond you cannot imagine. I heard a guy on the radio a couple years ago said, the reason that grandparents and grandchildren get along so well is because they have a common enemy. <laughs> there, there is some truth to that. <laughs> Now, I'll admit to you that at my house, it's my fault because I'm incorrigible. Those, those little grandbabies are the joy of my life. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not setting myself up as an example. But I, I don't discipline my grandchildren. I just love them. And it, it irritates my daughter. She's got, it irritates my wife. And, and they say, you're going to ruin them. You're going to ruin them. And I'm like, you know what? They've got mom, dad, grandma, the rest of the world. If there's just one old fat booger that wants to love them up all the time, can it really be all that bad? And they accept me just like I am. Which, you know, I, we were down the other day. We were in the basement playing soccer down there. Now we're not supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're not supposed to be playing soccer down there, but I didn't realize anybody else was home. <laughs> their mom comes down just I'm just getting ready to kick a goal and I knew I was gonna get she spun me around and looked me and I knew I was in trouble she said you are not the same man who raised me <laughs> she said you are an old person trying to get into heaven <laughs> I realize I have, I have gotten a lot older. Things have changed. It's hard to relate to young people a whole lot more. I'll go around and speak to groups of kids often uh, when we do some of the churches we do. I love to get in front of the kids and do all the crazy stuff. You know, once a guy shows a willingness to humiliate himself, uh, there's no end to what they'll expect of you. And, and I'll get in front of these classes, and I remember the other day I was finishing up and, and asking some questions, and this little old boy raised his hand and says, How old are you? And uh, the teacher went right over there and said, you're not supposed to ask somebody how old they are. I could hear She was whispering loudly. Actually, I could hear She said, you're not supposed to ask old people how old they are. <laughs> you could tell the old kid was embarrassed. So I said, I wasn't afraid. You know, it doesn't bother me. I said, I'm 55. And then the kid, you knew, he, could, he could felt remorse because he said, well, you don't look that old. <laughs> yeah. The little girl sitting beside her said, parts of him do. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 
there is there's influence in this culture that you just that we don't even understand how these kids are being influenced all the time. But but I try and share the joy of the Lord with them. In John 15, 11, uh, Jesus tells us that he wants us to have his joy so that our joy would be complete. I was very much touched last night by Dr. Stearman when he was telling stories about, about maintaining that joy and, and looking for the joy of the Lord in the toughest circumstances. And, and it, it strikes me as, how many times have you, have you talked to other Christians? You know, how are you doing? Well, under the circumstances, I guess I'm doing pretty good. Is there a part of you that wants to say, what are you doing under there? That's, that's not what God called us to do. Happiness depends on what happens. That comes from the world. The joy of the Lord is a whole different animal. And, and I, can, I can laugh at things that might have thrown. We had the little old class we had before. I was trying to prepare for a second grade class. You think it's hard to prepare for a bunch of adults. Think of a bunch of second graders. Because, boy, they'll turn around. They will turn on you quickly. So I'm thinking, when I was in second grade, I grew up down in Oklahoma. What, you know, what was good? And I remembered a story my grandma taught me. There was an old woman who swallowed a fly. Anybody old enough to remember that? There are a few of you out there. I'm not going to name any names or anything, but I see you. <laughs> and uh, so I got up there, and I said, okay, I'm going to win these kids over right away. So I started off. There was an old woman who swallowed a fly. Well, you could tell they didn't care about that. You know, they're way too hip for all this. The TV generation. And I come up to the part that says, do you think she'll die? And this little boy stood up, same little boy, stood up and says, no, she won't. I said, how do you know? He said, I saw this last night on Fear Factor. Mouths of babes. <laughs> I found a, I found a song that uh, kind of describes how how we feel as as we grow older a little bit now and then. You know, at, uh, we've learned that the hereafter takes on a whole new meaning when you get a little older. You know, some of y'all know exactly what I mean. That's when you walk into the room, stand there, and look around, dazed, and then say, "What did I come in here after?" <laughs> this song should have been titled "The Hereafter," but uh, I remember all this like this. Looking for my wallet and my car keys. Well, they can't have gone too far. And just as soon as I find my glasses, I'm sure I'll see just where they are. I'm supposed to meet someone for lunch today, but I can't remember where. It's in my organizer somewhere. I might have left it on the counter. Or maybe outside in the car. The last time I remember driving was to that memory enhancement seminar. What's that far off distant ringing? And that strangely familiar tone. It must be the person I am meeting. 
calling me on my brand new cordless telephone. I might have left it under the covers. Or maybe outside on the lawn. And I've got just one more ring to go. Before my answering machine kicks on. This is Scotty, and your call means a lot to me. So leave a message at the tone, and I'll do my best to try to remember. Sounds familiar. And the name it rings a bell. Did that strike a chord with anybody <laughs> in those situations? Uh, you know, uh, I, I love to laugh. And so anytime I, I have a chance, I love to read what, uh, what uh, some of the, the mentors that we had, the great masters wrote before us. And I, I was reading in Charles Spurgeon. He wrote a, a devotional called Morning and Evening. I may be surprised that a cowboy singer would read Charles Spurgeon. See, not now, because I've had Dr. Lambert's class. Yeah, I've read a whole bunch of people I never even heard of before last year. See, most people are surprised that I can read it all. <laughs> so, anyway, he was commenting on Genesis 21:6 when uh, when Isaac was born to Abraham and Sarah. And what a, what a miracle that was! You know how faithful is God and how awesome He is. Because even when He gives us, when we get out ahead of Him and we start trying to fulfill His promises on our own like that. He's still so patient with us. And he is still so faithful to to provide to make his promises come true. And Isaac was born and, and, and they were so excited that they named him Laughter. That's what the name Isaac means is laughter. Why do you get I shouldn't have to tell you, you know what better than I do. But Sarah in twenty one six was commenting on that and she wanted all of her friends to heard about it to laugh for joy because God had brought her laughter. And Charles Spurgeon's comment was, Well, may my mouth be filled with joyous laughter because of the singular surprising grace which I have received of the Lord. For I found Jesus, the promised seed, and he is mine forever. Man, oh man, what a, what a promise. What a thing. You, you can't even start unpacking that thing until you've prayed on it and meditated on it for so, so long. And as I began to unpack it, you know, the enemy shows up right away for some of us. And, uh, and, and he can be there, and he can discourage you so quickly. I mean, right away I had this sense that, well, you know, that's great for Charles Spurgeon because he's a great theologian. You know, he's not a no-good cowboy singer like me. He hasn't run the same roads that I've run to get to this spot. 
that as I, even as I was being defeated, I'm praying against it, I continued to read. And at the end of that passage, Charles Spurgeon said, I would have all those who hear of my deliverance from hell and my most blessed visitation from on high laugh for joy with me. Man, oh man. Now that is really powerful. Char the same reason that Charles Spurgeon has for joy and for laughter is the same reason that an old cowboy singer has. Because you know, it doesn't have anything to do with us. It has everything to do with God. And he turned that into a prayer for me. And, and, and God has this way with me. He works in my life. If something turns into a prayer, and before I know it, he kind of turns it into a song. And, and then we just we kind of share it together, just me and the Lord for a long time. And, and, then, and then I get to share it with everybody else. And this is another one that you guys can sing along with me if you would. Would, would you sing along with me on this one? It's called Jesus, the promised seed. It goes like, I found Jesus, the promised seed, and he is mine forever. Where I found Jesus, the promised seed, and he is mine forever. You want to sing that with me? Let's do that chorus just one time all together. Let's just lift our voices up to God and praise that there is no pit so deep that he is not deeper still. And every, maybe some of you out there who got pulled maybe from almost as deep in the pit as I was. And let's just praise God. For I found Jesus, the promised and he is mine forever. I found Jesus, the promised and he is mine forever and ever. That's good. I'll sing the rest of it every time we come up to that part. Sing along with me. Oh, 
good <laughs> you guys know how to lift those voices up i'm not even sure where oh am i am i past my i got time for one more song we're all done all right i i got a brand new one we were down in in, in ecuador this last summer we got to spend some time with with the kids down there and i'm telling you we were absolutely blessed we went out with an ecuadorian family we got to spend a day with them doing chores with the Kichuan Indian family, we kind of we kind of cooked on their fire. We we fed the animals, and as we're hiking up the side of this this mountain, we start at about twelve thousand feet, and their farms are right on the side of the mountain. As we're hiking up there, uh, this little old Kichuan Indian lady that's just beautiful, just so well kept. I mean, we couldn't even tell she's somewhere between thirty and eighty. I mean, she, she had wisdom, and yet she was climbing up this hill like she's a mountain goat. And the old three fat cowboys are just huffing and puffing from cough. So she finally gave us a little rest. And as I'm standing there looking, she's kind of silhouetted and framed against the Andes there. And I'm looking, you know, there's these volcanoes behind her. And she's got the, the kind of Tom Landry hat, you know, like to wear that wool hat. And she's got the shawl with the basket underneath. She's carrying the basket and still outrunning us up this hill. And the long sleeve shirt and, and a beautiful long wool dress. And, and I'm looking at her thinking, man, this could be like 300 years ago. This is a picture that's frozen in time. And all of a sudden I hear this, do, 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 do. She answered her cell phone. <laughs> oh my goodness. We have got a, a beautiful little girl that me and my grandbaby sponsored out there. Her name is Sophia. And this song is, is for Sophia and all the, the other precious, precious little ones out in South America that, uh, that just need our help. children giggling playing kickball in the street a little girl ran up and stood there wiggling and I pretended not to see when I looked down her eyes were glowing right up in my arms she flew this old cowboy's heart was overflowing and I asked Jesus me love her like you do tonight the moon over Ecuador is shining through the streets on homes where children go to sleep without enough to eat break my heart the children Lord let me be your light, shining dear heart 
hearts like the moon over Ecuador tonight. I still hear my grandgirls giggling and playing kickball in the yard. They jump up in Grandpa's lap, wiggling. Somehow Ecuador don't seem so far. They've got the same glow in their eyes Kids the whole world overdue You don't have to be a grandpa To recognize Jesus When he's looking back at you Tonight the moon For Ecuador Is shining through the street children go to sleep loud enough to eat break my heart the children lord oh let me be your light the shining dear hearts like the moon over ecuador tonight jesus said the kingdom such as these. So love the little children. Let them come. Oh, let them come to me tonight. Over Ecuador is shining through the streets on homes where children go to sleep. Thank you and God bless you. Thanks for letting me share with you tonight. God bless you. Thank you. See you guys in class.